Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. My name's Ray here and flying solo this episode, but joined by a few people from around the traps uh, as we make our way through this episode. We're going down to Motomart to have a chat uh, to Ian and the team about a couple of cool bikes. We're going to catch up with our mates at motogear.co.nz about a new Cardo product that's on the shelves. And, and I'm going to bring you my thoughts so far on the content Road Attack 3 tyres. But without further ado, let's get into it. So I just popped into Motomart uh, Lower Hut to drop off the G310R. Great bike, that. Ian, um, you've dragged me inside to have a look at something a little bit special. What have we got here? Um, what we've got here, Ray, is the new BMW F900R, um, which is, I suppose, to all intents and purposes, the road-going version of the F850GS. Very, very nice bike. Brembo brakes. Uh, what engine's in it? Um, it uses the same um, parallel twin as the F850, just a slightly larger capacity. So, um, yeah. Wow. It's got all the optional extras. Um, um, oh, there's a nice looking um, uh, nav unit there as well as the uh, LCD screen. Um, give me the rundown on this bike. Yeah, so being a BMW, it's it's very it's very loaded, I guess we'd say. So um, it does have this particular version and has got all of the um, extras, if you know, the electronic aids and things that people have become to expect from BMW. So as you say, it's got the TFT LCD screen. You've got heated grips. You've got variable riding modes. It has cruise control. It has the dynamic ESA suspension. It's got the uh, ABS Pro braking system. Um, it comes equipped with all of the mounts so that you can have BMW's own luggage system fitted to it. Um, things that you'd expect, like a span of adjustable levers, upside down front forks, all that sort of stuff all comes on it um, from the factory. One of the other nice things that this one has, um, it's got BMW's new um, dynamic slipper clutch, which uses an electronic version to uh, give you the slipper clutch functions, you know, if you go for the accidental hard downshift or something to prevent rear wheel lockup. Wow, very, very cool. Uh, all LED lighting as well, you know. Just They're not scrimping. They, they don't scrimp BMW, do they? No, they don't. No, I think, um, you know, that's just one of the things that people have come to expect from BMW, particularly in the New Zealand market, is to get everything. It's, it's got this one's got what they call keyless ride, so you don't have to put a key in anywhere. You just have it in your pocket. Um, so that's another um, nice function, you know, sort of a nice comfort feature, if you like. Um, this particular bike, we've put the BMW, um, nav 6 on it um, that's fully integrated into the bike's handlebar controls as well so you can um, you can scroll through your destinations and pick different views this is a nice option to have because you can take it home and plug it into your PC and you can program your whole holiday into the into the nav unit and you know the next day it will tell you where you're going and where's how much fuel you're going to need and um, you can select topographic views and of course it's not dependent entirely on a, on a phone signal as well which is handy for New Zealand if you it's incredible. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. So this is the uh, the F900R, yep. uh, but there's another variant, isn't there? Yeah, that, so that's so new, it's not even out on the showroom. <laughs> that's right, right. Yeah, we've got the new um, F900XR, which I think is going to be very popular. It's a bit of a new um, a new model for, for BMW. It's, um, it's sort of halfway between the R and the GS in that it's got... Um, a more sort of off-roady kind of riding position. You're up high, it's got the flatter bars, um, but it is predominantly road bikes. It's got road tyres, um, 
Uh, it's got all those features that we just talked about. You get a slightly more um, GSE, if you like, looking front fairing, which gives you you know better long distance aerodynamics and and, and protection. Um, and um, you know, both good bikes. I suspect in New Zealand the XR will be the one that's really going to go off. And of course, being a BMW, you've got all the um, the extras for luggage and um, you know attachments down the back there. Yeah, absolutely right, Ray. Yeah, you can have um, all of them. Have got the option. Uh, they all have the option to be able to take the twin BMW pannier, which all codes in with the same key. And then you can also get the BMW plate, so you can have the top box as well, which gives you the nice backrest um, function if you take a pillion as well. So that's available. Um, and all BMWs now come in New Zealand with a three-year manufacturer's warranty, which is the only manufacturer to my knowledge that's offering a, a three-year warranty so you know they put their uh, money where their mouth is if you like impressive the f900r i'm glad i came inside to have a look at this um and it, it, yeah all the bells and whistles decent tires it's got the uh, the brembo brakes uh what suspensions in it do we know um, so the front suspension, um, it's all BMW's own really, but the front suspension I believe is based with Saks. The rear is BMW's ZF um, controlled dynamic ESA. So this is a suspension that's got um, the ability to select um, different load settings. So you, you and a pillion, you and a pillion and luggage, um, and also have a dynamic mode which makes adjustments as you're riding as well. So yeah, very, very trick piece of kit. Nice, and it comes from the factory with the old Battle Super Sport S21s as well. Well, which is great to see. Hey, um, Ian Shiner from uh, Maramat Lower Hut. Hey, thanks very much for, um, for dragging me in to, to have a look at this bike and uh, for loaning me the um, the cheeky wee uh, G310G, uh, 310R as well. Yeah, oh, I, I, I hope you enjoyed that bike as well. That's um, obviously a real... Um it's been really great for us because obviously it gets people in on a very great entry level price but still with a BMW quality um, on, onto a great product um, and you know it's, it's definitely led to more people pursuing the brand so yeah we're very happy to be selling that bike too out of the um, the 310R and the 310GS and I see you've got a GS over there which one's more popular um, we definitely sell more R's but um, I suspect it's mostly um, on, a, on a price thing and you know, there is a significant sort of $3,000 difference between the two and obviously people in the entry level of the, of the market you know price is often important so I think it's price I think given the choice most people would probably have the GS one um, I think it's probably more what you associate with BMW isn't it it's, it's that baby GS type of thing and the thing with the, the GS is we've sold a lot of those to people who aren't necessarily in the market for a lambs bike we've had a lot of people that have got a you know got a full license but they want a lightweight bike that can do a little bit of dual sport you know can carry a few bits and pieces can carry a pillion um, but it's still light enough to to pick up if you, you know if you have a spill off road or something so it's and that, that engine's so smooth but you're also not going all the way back to a 250 either which is quite cool 313 cc i believe yeah that's right and and um well you're probably it, it's it's surprisingly lively isn't it it's yeah. it is you know you think it's going to be oh it's only 300 but um they go really well it's you know it's clever with that sort of which we call it reverse exhaust layout as well so you get that throw put and bmw tell me that comes contributes to give you a bit of a kind of a ram air effect as well so um yeah, it's, it's been a great bike. We've, we've done a few to people with lifestyle blocks. Actually, I did one to a gentleman the other day, and we put the crash bars on it and the beefed-up engine plate and the hand guards and all that stuff and turned it into more knobbly tyres and turned it into quite a little off-road weapon for him to use around his lifestyle block. So Cool. 
Brilliant. Um, so, yeah, if you want to know more about the F900R, F900XR, uh, or, of course, the Cheeky Wee 310R and GS, or the entire BMW range, um, check out uh, your local BMW Motorrad dealer. If you're in Wellington, come and see the team at Moto Mart in Lower Hutt, yeah? Yeah, that's, that's the way, Ray. Yeah, thanks very much for coming in. And, um, yeah, anybody that's interested in any of the range, please come and see me or Kent and Gareth, my sales guys. And, uh, yeah, we'll be happy to show you. We've got demonstrators available. So, yeah, come and, come and check it out. And don't forget the uh, GS Rally NZ coming up, wired up on November 6th and 7th. Uh, all bikes welcome, but points if you ride a GS as well. So catching up with our man on the ground, Tal Brink from motorgear.co.nz, also Dubby Accessories. G'day, Tal. How you doing? Well, good, right? Yourself? Good. Hey, I was reading the latest edition of Kiwi Rider magazine, and I see a big one-pager there for the Cardo Pack Talk Bold Black. Now, we've done a full story on the Pack, Pack Talk Bold's brilliant units, uh, but but what's the story on the black? Is, is it, like, is there more to it than just a colour change, or what are we talking here? There's absolutely a little bit more to it than a colour change. So this is your, this is your big upgrade audio quality. It's a special edition unit that Cardo's running. Um, so in addition to your all black colour scheme, which obviously motorcyclists we do love our we do love our black units, um, you also get some upgraded speakers. So there's some new firmware and a slightly bigger speaker pod itself. So you get improved bass response, better sound quality overall. Those are available aftermarket for the Pack Talk Bold, but they're $220. The Pack Talk Black get, lets you upgrade to that for only $50 and also nets you an extra year of warranty. Oh, an extra year of warranty. That sounds great. So what are we up to now? Uh, it's three years. So three years for the standard units and three years for the black. So the black unit itself, you can still buy that in the single and the double kits or what are we? what's the story there? They're only available as a single kit at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah. So they're single kit only for the for the blacks. And uh, running the same software that we know and love, we can still connect it to the phone app? Yep, they still have all the same features that we like from the Packtalk Bold. They still have the natural voice operation, still fully waterproof, still connect to the app, um, still still running the mesh intercom system, still class leading audio, still, still the very best. And if you've got the black, you can still connect to the standard Pack Talk Bold as well. Absolutely, you can connect to any of the other Cardo units, the Pack Talk Bold or Slim in mesh mode, or you can also connect via Bluetooth to any of the rest of the Cardo units or, or any other intercom on the market. Outstanding. So what have they? What, what, what's the reasoning behind this? Is this just something new and cool to uh, to entice people to the world of Cardo? I, I think it's just a it's, it's just a special edition, a little chance to sort of give people an absolute top of the line intercom unit with at a little bit of a discount at what they could normally get, and also having the special edition just gives it a little bit of exclusivity which makes it feel a bit cool if you own one I guess. Outstanding. So if I'm keen on a Cardo Pack Talk Bold Black Edition uh, how can I find one? The easiest way to do it at the moment is just head into your local dealer we're taking pre-orders they should be here in about a week or so um, so yeah get in quick while you can because they are sort of moving out the door pretty fast. And for more info motogear.co.nz For more info motogear.co.nz or you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Tell Brink from motogear.co.nz Dubby Accessories hey thanks very much for your time. No worries, Ray. You have a good one. So we're still at Mudamart Lower Hut, uh, and 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 Kent has kind of uh, dragged me aside. We were looking at your Honda lineup, Kent, and you've got uh, some news on the Honda, uh, the Honda Hunter Cub. Yeah, the Hunter Cub. It's a a variation of one of the the monkey bikes and the um, Super Cub that's that's come out recently. So off the back of that success, Honda have brought out the Hunter Cub being a 2021 launch uh, available in New Zealand from kind of end of November through to about mid-December. They basically is a remake of the CT110, right? Uh, From the old school bike with a high-low ratio gearbox that that bike that a lot of people grew up on, they had fun with on the 
the Z50, the Monkey, and then they also had the CT110. So, and that was the farm bike. It was a bike that people went hunting on or, you know, had to go out the back blocks and they had to fang around on the farm and, and that's where they learned to ride. And so off the back of the success of the Monkey predominantly, that's what Honda's trying to get back. They're trying to get more of that nostalgia back into the Honda range. And so far, it's, it's record sales. So the Hunter Cub, uh, higher airbox, longer suspension travel, probably a few other bits and pieces in there as well. Yeah. Um, pre-sales have started? Pre-sales have started. So we've had um, a huge response, record response in terms of Honda numbers. And um, we've ordered so many that it's hard to keep track of them. It's um, wow. we're that excited about them. We've got an event happening. Um, we're going to have a proper launch. We're actually going to have a little um, party, and then we're going to have all the pre-orders turn up. And so, with at the moment, with just the amount of pre-order people coming in, we've got enough for a bit of a party. But we'll chuck it out to the wider public, and and we'll get people like yourself in, and and you know, get people out for a black. You know, get get them going through the river. Um, the hut literally through the hut river because these are dual purpose and from all the um the information we've seen and the videos that we've seen over in thailand these bikes can be given a lot and they take it so when are they arriving do you reckon end of november to to middle of december cool. so you know we, we don't want to under promise um or over promise and under deliver you know we'd rather under promise and over deliver so we're looking at kind of early, late November, really, but it could be as, as late as mid-December. I suppose it depends how much COVID impacts us, right? Yeah, that's it. And, you know, um, with COVID, there's been shortages of supply because there's been a massive increase in motorcycle sales. So um, those kind of numbers, while the production's been slow, then the demand has increased for some strange reason. So, yeah. So the Honda Hunter Cub, when it was announced, we did a news story about it. It's great to hear that it's going off. Uh, what kind of money are we talking? Seven, eight, nine, five plus on-road costs. Um, so it's a little bit more than the monkeys and a little bit more than the Super Cubs. Um, and that's probably, I'm not going to say that's why it's been successful, but I think they knew it was going to be so successful because people were chasing Honda to bring it in rather than Honda going, here's a bike, is there a market for it? People were already going, give us the Hunter Cub, come on, man. And they have, so, you know, props to them. Great to see public demand and a, and a manufacturer turning out on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a number of Facebook pages out there and people that are really passionate about the small bike stuff in particular. Um, literally, one of the Facebook pages is small bike stuff, I think it's called, from um, Cullen Blackmore. And he's been pumping out a number of um, articles and stuff like that that's really kind of gained interest in the market. So that's, that's definitely been a part of it. Cool. So if people want to know more about the Monkey, uh, any of the Hondas, including the Honda, Car- Honda Hunter Cub, uh, come and see you. Yeah, come see me or just have a read online or check out some of the videos online. There's not much because they're just not that available worldwide yet. But damn, when we get them, we're going to have some fun. 
been 12 months and around about 12,000 kilometres since I first brought you a story about my tyres, and since then I have worn them out. So, I find myself in a familiar position of looking at a wall of tyres and wondering just exactly what new hoops are going to see me through the next 12 months of all-weather commuting. As I established 12 months ago, to pick a new set of tyres, you first need to set your priorities and goals. I want something that grips from cold, yet is hard enough to last at least 10,000 kilometres, something that provides good feedback, yet isn't bone-rattlingly rigid, something that is respected, yet not overpriced, something that can handle commuting and weekend-spirited riding. Is that too much to ask? So this time around, I've settled on a set of Continental Road Attack 3s, and it has to be said that even in these post-COVID-19 times, when post is delayed and couriers are working 14 to 16 hour days, the delivery time from motogear.co.nz's website was excellent. Let's start with construction and with the aesthetics. The Road Attack 3s have a nice aggressive tread pattern, which I think is a big bonus when you're talking new tyres. They look great, But that's not the only reason the designers at Continental have gone with this pattern. They say this new tread pattern is better than the old shark fin design at dispelling water, and they go on to say that the new pattern improves mileage as well. The way Continental construct their tyres is also quite interesting. They have the softer shoulders and the harder middle, like other brands, but instead of laying down the harder rubber in the centre of the tyre and then laying over a softer compound on the edges, on the shoulders of the tyre, The Continentals have the same rubber injected into the moulds at the same time. The thing is, it's cured at different temperatures, meaning you get the different compounds and grip levels from the middle of the tyre out to the shoulders. They say this achieves the same goal as other manufacturers, but without the abrupt line between soft and hard, meaning you get a smooth transition as you lean the bike over from the centre out to the shoulder. As far as riding dynamics go, I was pretty happy to find the tyre shape felt immediately great. It felt familiar, it makes the bike easy to handle and very predictable going into a corner. As you enter the curve, the bike leans over in a nice gentle linear manner. Mid-corner feel is sufficient and stable and because these tyres feel solid under me, I had the confidence to pile on the power on the way out of the corner. In an S-Bend, the transition from full lean one way to full lean the other is just a big beautiful arc. The feeling is incredible. They do a great job of being understated yet dependable. The road feedback from the Continentals is there, though slightly muted, but there's definitely enough to know what's going on under you. It's not brutal. We're not talking princess in the pea here. You feel the cat's eye when you run over it, but it's not going to realign your spine. Another feature which will build confidence for some is the fact that Continental don't use a releasing agent in the tyre moulds. You know how the mechanic always says, take it easy for the first hundred or so k's, go and scrub your tyres in when you ride away on your new hoops? That's because in the manufacturing process, many brands coat the mould in a lubricating release agent to make getting the newly cured tyres out of the moulds easier. This agent stays on the new tyres and makes them slippery when you ride away on them until it's scrubbed off. Not so on the Continentals. I'm told they're good from brand new, though I was still a little bit ginger for the first few roundabouts. I've now had the tyres on my trusty MT-07 for long enough to have a few good attack runs over the Wainuiamata Hill, and although they don't come with quite as much fanfare and street cred as some other brands on the market, I'm pleased to say that they're very good tyres. I'll let you know how they're looking from a longevity standpoint once the kilometres start racking up, 
But so far, I'm more than impressed with the Continental Road Attack 3s. More information, www.motogear.co.nz. Well, that pretty much wraps up this episode. Thank you very much for listening. If you haven't already, check out our High Beam series of episodes with our friends over at BMW Motorrad New Zealand. We're celebrating 40 years of GS and we're looking forward to the GS Rally NZ around Wairarapa. It's 330 kilometres of tarmac and gravel. It's going to be a massive few days, November 6th and 7th. We do have uh, the COVID-19 Level 2 restrictions. We have hit our ceiling of 100 riders, but we do have a wait list. So if you'd like to come and join us on the GS Rally 2020, we'd love to have you get your name on that wait list. Go to facebook.com forward slash GS Rally NZ. That's G-S-R-A-L-L-Y-E-N-Z. We'd love to hear from you. If you've got any feedback on anything we do, good, bad or indifferent, you can email us, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. You can jump on the Facebook or the Instagram, search out Kiwi Rider Podcast, give us a like, hit that follow button, and you can uh, send us any messages of encouragement or feedback through there. I've been Ray, thanks very much for listening, get the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days' time. Yeah.